a reading from the life of St. Francis by St. Bonaventura. Francis had an inborn kindness, which was doubled by the kindness of Christ infused in him from above. Therefore his soul melted at the sight of the poor and infirm. And to those to whom, he, whom he could not extend a helping hand, he extended his affection. That most Christian pauper saw Christ's image in all the poor. And when he met them, he not only generously gave them even the necessities of life that had been given to him, but he believed that these should be given them as if it were theirs by right. It happened once that a poor man met him on his return from Siena, when because of an illness he was wearing a short mantle over his habit. When his kind eye observed the man's misery, he said to his companion, we should return this mantle to this poor man because it is his. For we got it on loan until we should find someone poorer than ourselves. But his companion, considering the need of his devoted father, obstinately refused, lest Francis provide for another by neglecting himself. But Francis said, I believe that the great almsgiver will charge me with theft if I don't, do not give what I have to one who needs it more. Therefore, concerning all that was given him to relieve the needs of his body, he was accustomed to ask the permission of the donors to give it away if he should meet someone in greater need. He spared nothing at all, neither mantles, tunics, nor books, not even decorations from the altar. All these he gave to the poor when he could in order to fulfill his obligation of piety. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. At that time, Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. And no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. 
you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. The Gospel of the Lord. I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Our new godly play coordinator, Pastor Stephanie, is a medieval scholar, and she suggested that we try at least one or maybe more of the readings of Bonaventure, this celebration of Francis of Assisi. Bonaventure was in the direct lineage, if you will, in the 13th century from Francis. He was the seventh minister general of the Order of Friars Minor, the community that Francis founded. And so Bonaventure was among the first to collect all of the stories and legends about Francis, polish them up a little bit, probably embellish them a little bit. You know, he was a good medieval guy, and publish them. And so he has this rich tapestry of stories and a biography about Francis, and we hear some of that so beautifully read today by Scott. But to keep myself in line, I just want to read you this other little snippet that Bonaventure wrote about Francis and preachers. Bonaventure says, Francis used to say that we should feel sorry for a preacher, as for a man without real piety, who in his preaching does not seek the salvation of souls but his own praise, or who destroys with the evil of his life what he builds up with the truth of his teaching. Francis said that a simple tongue-tied friar should be preferred to such a preacher because he called others to good by his example. So I should mind my place. Because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. There's that funny word piety in that passage, just as it ended the passage we heard about Francis giving his mantle to someone who was more in need than he was. I got into a conversation with Stephanie this week about that word piety, and I said, wouldn't the word poverty be better there? After all, that's one of the mendicant vows that the Franciscans undertake, and incidentally, back of my mind, so do the Gregorians. And it turns out we are directly descended from a branch of Franciscans that went from the orders of Friar Minor all the way through Francis de Sales and the Visitine Sisters right down to our founder. So we owe a lot to that Franciscan lineage and that notion of poverty because we take those three vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience. Dangerous enough that as I was discerning becoming a Gregorian brother, a rumor got started in the congregation that I was going to drop everything, including my family, 
and disappear in my habit in the cloud of dust, headed off to the monastery. And I was driving up East Blythedale, and a text came in, and I had to pull over because it was a vestry person saying, you better get out ahead of this rumor before it gets too much further. But we have stories in the Gregorian community about the vow of poverty and how we have often romanticized it. A brother of blessed memory was becoming a Gregorian brother, and he took the vow of poverty so seriously and so literally that the moment he became a novice, he sold his car, which was a beautiful thing, gave the money away, a beautiful thing, except that he needed his car to drive to work, which meant he sold his car and he lost his job. Bonaventure doesn't use the word poverty, he uses the word piety, or in the Latin that he was writing in, pietas. Pietas. And the translator of the passage from the Latin, Ewart Cousins, reminds the reader that pietas means more than piety means to us. It's more than just being pious. For Francis and for the Franciscans in the medieval period, it meant a level of godliness or devotion that went beyond mere worship or just leading a life of prayer, but a holistic way of life, a way of being, we might say, in the world. Poverty is only a small piece of that. It's about learning that nothing actually belongs to us. And this is what Francis is teaching in this story today, that everything we have is on loan. And when we find somebody in greater need, we pass it along. As our brother of blessed memory learned, it wasn't enough just to sell his car and give the money away and lose his job. That was a romantic sense of what we were called to. Rather, it was about giving his whole life over to God and being free then to love others which is how we've learned to interpret the mendicant vows for a life in the world. Francis bore witness to this at a time when it was so essential. The time of Francis and Bonaventure is very different from our time. Make no mistake, the 13th century could not be much farther from the 21st in the West, but there were a few things going on that we might recognize, such as enormous economic inequity, great wealth concentrated in the hands of a few, grinding poverty, deep delineations in a social hierarchy, people who barely knew how to read, trying to eke out a living 
And I would add, in addition to that, a church that was on the edge of falling off, of disappearing. The people had largely abandoned the church. Francis abandoned a life of wealth so that people could come back to a life with God. Instead of a piety that was all about wealth, Francis led the people to a piety that was all about God and relationship. And so when Bonaventure uses that word, pietas, he's writing about something else, not just poverty, not just holiness, not just godliness, but a deep and abiding love that drew people back to life with God, to life with one another, and learned again to cultivate that piety which is so essential for our time. And that is to find a renewed life with all creation. From the Life of St. Francis by St. Bontevere. Francis had an inborn kindness, which was doubled by the kindness of Christ infused in him from above. Therefore, his soul melted at the sight of the poor and infirm. And to those he could, to whom he could not extend a helping hand, he extended his affection. That most Christian pauper saw Christ's image in all the poor. And when he met them, he not only generously gave them even the necessities of life, <clears throat> that had been given to him, but he believed that these should be given to them as if theirs by right. It happened once that a poor man met him on his return from Siena, when because of an illness he was wearing a short mantle over his habit. When his kind eye observed the man's misery, he said to his companion, We should return this mantle to this poor man because it is his, for we got it on loan until we should find someone poorer than ourselves. But his companion, considering the need of his devoted father, obstinately refused. <clears throat> Lest Francis provide for another by neglecting himself. But Francis said, I believe that the great almsgiver will charge me with theft if I do not give what I have to one who needs it more. Therefore, concerning all that was given him to relieve the needs of his body. He was accustomed to ask the permission of the donors to give it away if he should meet someone in greater need. He spared nothing at all, neither mantles, tunics, nor books, not even decorations from the altar. All these he gave to the poor when he could in order to fulfill his obligation of piety. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 
Search for us online or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace. We hope to greet you in person very soon.